welcome everybody to the um what what I what I'll amply call uh the the head in the office little conspiracy hour. Mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If if you don't know what we're talking about, uh early Thursday morning, late Thursday night, there uh seems to have been an attempt on Justice Brett Kavanaugh's life. Yeah. However, you can hardly call it an attempt. Uh let let's get right into it. So basically, there was this there was this fucking dude yep, from yep. uh California. Already perfect, right? Of course, who drove all the way to Maryland. Of course, it's a radical liberal. Of course, it's a radical liberal from California. And I think I had seen, like, in a tweet when it was first going off that he had lived in Oregon before, which is just fucking perfect. But I I think the tweets, like, that part is fake because I haven't been able to find anything else. But if it's not, like... He probably did burn Portland to the ground. It's gone now. He's yeah, exactly. So. He's probably a member of Portland Antifa. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So that guy. Uh basically he drove to Brad Kavanaugh's house and at like one AM he pulled up and he had like a gun, zip ties, duct tape, and other like some like tactical gear in his backpack. And then he just stopped and sat on the curve and then called the cops on himself. Oh and said God. he was like suicidal and shit. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's like the this thing. is a very serious thing, you know? Is Obviously, it- Potential you threat. Sh- you shouldn't go kill people. Yes. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's very bad. bad. A threat Here's on a thing, federal right? judge's life. Very bad. Very harsh crime. Bad thing. Not trying to be facetious here, okay? <laughs> There's no way you can convince me this wasn't a PSYOP. Like, it A-O. has to be. A-O. It ha- like, you cannot convince me that something didn't go wrong or this wasn't just, like, a, a way to threaten Kavanaugh into not ruling against the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Like, this has to be a conservative like, PSYOP. Kavanaugh? Yeah. Kavanaugh? Yeah. Yeah. In in like the police affidavit in the police report, it said the guy told the cops that he was mad about the leaked road decision and the other decision that got leaked about like the gun uh the gun rights expansion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we talked about that like last week. He was mad about those things. And so you want to target Kavanaugh? Right. See, my my thought here is that like we said when we were talking about the leak, the potential leaker, my thought is that Brett Kavanaugh isn't sure about overturning Roe v. Wade. Uh-huh. And someone like, I don't know, Ginny Thomas hired a hitman <laughs> to go intimidate him and say, like, if you don't vote for this, you're going to be in trouble. Or or it's a conservative, the conservatives way of doing like, look, they're targeting Brett Kavanaugh. So we need to get everything through now. Like, look, we are uh-huh, the victims uh-huh. here. That kind of thing. It's a psyop. See, see, I w- all I'm going to say, last thing I'm going to say about this whole debacle I wouldn't be surprised if this guy had a, say, terminally ill family member who they had no way of affording the treatments for. And, and all of a sudden, after he does all this, they're going to get some money injected in their bank accounts. And, oh, my God, they're going to get cured. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, everybody. Uh, welcome back to the Head in the Office podcast. I hope you've had a good week because this news week has been ridiculous. Oh, God. It it's has been, been awful. A it's jam packed news week. Lots of stuff that we got to talk about today, including we got some midterm coverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We got to talk about some dystopia from the oh, Supreme Court. You know it. Um, some legislation and some, uh, some Joe Biden um, communications strategy that we got to talk about. Uh, then also the January 6th committee, of course. True, true, true. Big There's, trial. Big, yeah, big trial, guys. Big, trial. big prime, prime time trial time. on every channel but one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we got to talk about that. Uh, I think there will be some more trials that happen before this episode airs, but we've only seen the first one. True. Which I can't even say seen. We can only uh, summarize the first one because I did not watch yeah, exactly. all four. I hours. also did not watch it. I kind of just got the highlights. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like any sane person. Before we get into the show, before we get into it all, I'm going to remind you all you know to head over do. to the Patreon. 
patreon.com slash head in the office pod. You can become a patron, get early exactly. access to our episodes. Uh, we got some cool stuff coming up for the patrons. And also, merch line oh. dropping soon, potentially. Potentially, maybe. Stay in tune. Maybe some things are in the works, maybe, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we're thinking about. Stay tuned in. We got our first drop of the Coordinated Drip campaign. Ooh. Volume 1. Ah. Coming soon. So stay tuned, and we'll announce when it's ready. You'll The link will be everywhere. Exactly. Um, but we other than that, plug it. You, you can check out our YouTube, our TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Discord, our uh, second YouTube channel where we post all of our yeah, lives and stuff like if that. If you missed a TikTok live and you want to go catch all the shenanigans, go, exactly. go for it. And go it is shenanigans, it. trust me. Oh, absolutely. Lots and lots, and lots of shenanigans. Another way you can help out the show, though, five-star reviews on Apple. Those right. are always very appreciated. We got right. two to read today. If you leave one, we'll read it. If you don't, We'll yeah, be upset with you. I'll forget about you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's not praxis. Um, first review here, loving it by, I think this is just like a keyboard smash. Um, they say, it's amazingly refreshing to hear leftists my age actually talk about issues in an informative and funny way. That's right. That's us. Say? What can we That's say? That's us. I appreciate the uh, the brevity in these recent reviews. I, Very short. I do love it. Yeah. I do, especially this next one coming up. Next one is titled Please uh-huh. by Theodore Cruz. Uh-huh. They say, here's your five star. Can I please have my cat back now? No. 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 Sorry, Ted. No. What we're doing is praxis. My enemies are ontologically Maybe evil. if you hit the Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> Think about it. Maybe if you give us a donation uh, from some of the money you got with the NRA, exactly. uh, we can we can help you give out. Give us a small loan of a million dollars. Exactly. Maybe. Exactly. Uh, anyway, moving on to some news. Before we get into all the stuff I listed, we got to talk about some out-of-pocket stuff that happened like yesterday or two okay. days ago, something like that. Okay. Uh, so just a few days ago, as we know, there's pride parades going uh, going mm-hmm. uh, going on across the country. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it's Pride Month. Lots of people celebrating, uh, even in conservative states like Idaho. Mm-hmm. And just a few days ago, law enforcement in Idaho arrested 31 members of the white nationalist group called Patriot Front Bro. on conspiracy to riot during a pride parade. That shit was actually insane. I yeah. You see the videos of them, like, sitting there with their hands behind their backs, back straight up, like, on their knees in uh-huh. front of the cops with, like, the zip-tie handcuffs on them? Yep. I don't... I don't know what it is about that video, but it I still got the impression that they were bootlicking while they were sitting there arrested <laughs> with, <laughs> with the fucking way that they were just standing straight up and being so fucking orderly. It's like yeah. they were being arrested in formation. You know what? I, it's like they said thank you as the cuffs were being put on them. I, I can't. Of course, officer, I'll listen to you. Of course, officer, you're so reasonable. Uh, like I mentioned, Patriot Front is a white nationalist group, which you may say, like, how is that connected to LGBTQ? These things kind of go They're, together. Yeah, exactly. You know, They're just goes all hate. the bad things. Um, Patriot Front's ideology, though, is that their ancestors conquered America and left it to them. So <laughs> that's pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, what explicitly happened, though, They're was probably, that- like, French. they're probably like french and german what actually happened though was the group packed into a u-haul truck all 31 of them and they were spotted near a pride parade in uh cour de laine which is which is where someplace in idaho okay cool which is actually it's a french name so maybe they are french oh wow um yeah they were all detained after being spotted trying to cram themselves into a u-haul truck the group was fully kitted out with riot shields shin guards and at least one smoke bomb the riot shields on yeah that's the riot shields with them um, and the men in the truck were from like ten different states. Like you had people from all over the country that were here to just like fuck up some some LGBTQ people. Wow. In Idaho. Wow. So that's pretty cool. Um, there were also some paperwork that showed the group was intending to cause some trouble and violence at the rally, which you know you can kind of make that one to one connection anyway. Yeah. But they they had like explicit plans to do so. Um, and one of the leaders that were arrested okay. was actually someone who helped organize the Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, Virginia. 
that's so cool. Pretty cool crossover <laughs> so cool. event. <laughs> Just in case you needed explicit Nazi connections. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, and this actually isn't the only hate that this Pride event has received because there's been various religious groups that have been nearby just like trying to pray the gay away. Oh, basically. I'm not surprised. Like yeah. doing songs and prayers and stuff. There's also a motorcyclist club that was encouraged, uh, I guess, like by their leaders mm-hmm. to hold guns and, quote, stand against the Pride Parade. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's pretty fucking wild. This is fucking crazy. I don't know why we just like allow this. I don't yeah. know why like obviously we don't, but I don't know why general Americans just like tolerate shit like this. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, you should just stage an armed protest in front of this. You should just intimidate right. them with guns. Yeah. Why awesome. do we let that happen? I don't know. Police came through this time, like one of the few times they've actually come through <laughs> yeah. for the LGBTQ community. Uh, but it's very clear that there's still a lot of hate out there. Um oh and it's pretty awful. Absolutely fucking pretty terrible. Insane. Continuing with the with the Nazi connections, let's move over to Seattle, right? Okay. okay. So there's this uh, there's this police chief in Seattle who has just paid a one point five million dollars in like a settlement with his uh, department because he was fired for displaying a Nazi insignia in front of his door. They're just, they don't care. Fucking insane. This cop, this fucking police chief put a Nazi insignia above his door. And other reports say that he was just like, he would just flippantly joke about the Holocaust just at work as a fucking cop. He would just be a Nazi as a cop. These are the people that call themselves red-blooded Americans, freedom lovers, all that kind of thing. Do they forget that we fought against the Nazis Mm -hmm. or something? Mm -hmm. Like, we were the ones fighting the fascists. Like, you you can say what you will about how America is now, how we're kind of falling to fascism. Yeah. But, like, back then, at the very least, we were the ones fighting the fascists. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, we've never been a good country by any means. And it's like, you can't even say it was that far back then, because this guy had been with the department for three decades. Oh, my God. For three decades. And then he was originally given a two-week notice. And then the board Mm -hmm. decided, hey, maybe that's not enough. Maybe we should get rid of this guy, which should have been your first thought. Yeah, maybe our, um, our police officers that have a monopoly on violence, basically everywhere they go, shouldn't be actual Nazis. Yeah, maybe Nazi cops should be a, red, a little bit of a red flag. A little more of a red flag than a two-week two reprimand. Your stance is too political. You know what I mean? Sorry. And because they had apparently, like, doubled back yeah. on their, like, decision to actually, no, we don't want to unpaid leave. We want to flat out fire you. Uh-huh. Uh, they were sued for it. And dude won. And D- got won $1.5 million for being a fucking Nazi <laughs> in a position of power. I love our criminal justice system. Isn't it, isn't it just the best? That's a meritocracy right there, right? That's America. Right? Everybody who gets wealthy earns it, right? They, uh-huh. they all deserve it. They're all good people for being wealthy. Holy shit, dog. I, lo- I love it when our, our state-sanctioned death troopers can just actually be Nazis. Yeah. You know, policing is already, you know, pretty far right, pretty fashy <laughs> in many places in the country. But I love it when they can just actually be fascist. Openly, openly, openly display, openly uh-huh. display Nazi insignia that they bought with their salary from taxpayer dollars mm-hmm. and then be paid 1.5 million dollars in a settlement with taxpayer dollars well because he's the real victim here he is the real victim yeah, here, of yeah, course yeah. it's he's, not he's any jewish victim. members of that community <laughs> yeah no it, that, that funded this lawsuit it's not any minority group that have historically been oppressed by fascists it's um it's him because he free speech exactly you know free um, speech uh white genocide you know it's actually baby. like the further you go up uh, on the political rungs when it comes to like power and authority <laughs> okay. in the united states the less beholden you should be you know what I, I mean? Agree. Like the more rights you should have. Everyone and, at the bottom shouldn't have rights. And Everyone the, at the top should the be able more, to say literally anything. The more money you should get when you are just blatantly evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I you, yes. you, you deserve more money and freedom the higher up in power that you go okay. rather than the other way around. Exactly. You should be held less accountable. I think these things should also be based on skin color. Oh, and, definitely. And purity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
<laughs> we need to get the cop on the pod. We're basically giving him free talking points right now. This dude has like the weird, like this dude is would not be white to fucking Nazis too. This dude's name is De- Derek. Obviously, that's a white name. Derek Camerzil. Hmm. I don't know what the fucking etymology of that name know. is, but that's not like white white. If you anything, know what I mean? he'd be swarthy. Exactly. You know I mean? Exactly. Just like when Ben Franklin said the Germanic peoples are swarthy, not white. Facts. He'd he'd be Irish white back in the early 1900s. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You know. We need to take them, those Irish people down a peg. You know what I'm saying? Like you we, think we need to take French people down a peg. <laughs> no, unironically yeah, though, like they've, they've fully assimilated, they fully accepted whiteness, they've been accepted as white. We, like, come on now. But it's like Irish people don't do anything like bad today. Like yeah. as like a group, the French though, <laughs> the French are crazy with the anti- the Islamophobia, the xenophobia. It's ridiculous. Knock white people down a peg. You can quote me on that, and this is probably going to end up on Fox News. <laughs> Specifically, the French people. Specifically, yeah. let's take the French people down a few notches. You're doing a bit too much, Marie <laughs> Le Pen. Going too far. Going too far. The fact that she had kind of a chance is just ridiculous. She got, y'all. She got closer than she ever had. It is ridiculous. Yeah. Um. Fully support that. Knock pe- white people down a peg. That'll be something we put on a T-shirt. That's a good one. That's our next person. That's, that's a good one, actually. <laughs> Moving on to some more just absolutely insane news, but it's midterm themed. Exactly. Um, so it's in line with, you know, what we do around here. Of course, we what are we on the midterm here. mark after all. Um, we're starting in Michigan today. Uh, we have lots of news on the GOP candidates for governor in Michigan. Oh. Uh, I got two pieces of news. They had, there's some interesting stuff that happened with them. First one, about two or so weeks ago, five GOP candidates for governor in Michigan were disqualified <laughs> for being on the ballot or for, for disqualified from being on the ballot for using fraudulent signatures in their Straight campaigns. Straight up fraud. Insane. Um, if you don't know, to be on the ballot in Michigan, at least for governor, you have to collect 15,000 distinct signatures. So mm-hmm. different people. Um, and five of these people were using forged signatures, apparently. Do you know how many? Like how mean? many of the signatures they collected were just wrong? Um, bad? Do I have it in here? I think it was something around like 68,000. Oh, here we go. I have a quote from God NBC. God damn. I have a quote from NBC. They said, quote, the Elections Bureau concluded that 36 petition circulators submitted 68,000 invalid signatures and nominating petitions this year, forging the signatures of registered and under, unregistered voters alike in bulk. The petition circulators who were paid by the signature were frequently hired by multiple Republican candidates. What? Thousands and thousands of fraudulent signatures for the party that was crying and crying and crying about voter fraud. It is hilarious that half of the ticket, five of the 10 are kicked off for fraud. I think it wasn't one of the guys that got kicked off the Detroit police chief. Yeah. That that guy fucking sucked. I'm so glad he did something illegal to get kicked off. I I was was just about to get into that. Amongst the five disqualified is James Craig, former Detroit City police chief. Uh, He was actually the front runner. For the primary. Yeah, I know. I'm was, so glad. He I'm was so leading. glad he did illegal things. Um, he's already pledged to challenge the results in court. He called uh, them partisan, of their course. Their favorite thing, obviously. Um, every candidate that was kicked off the ballot is saying it's a partisan attack. Which Actually, rhetoric, basically. It's, it's fraudulent to say that they did fraud. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, that's the real election exactly. fraud going on Well, because here. they're always the victim, despite them committing crimes and being hateful. You Guys, know? they actually did fraud for my fraud. Nobody's talking about this. Not enough people are talking about <laughs> Why this. Why isn't anyone talking about this? They won't tell you this. <laughs> uh, Perry Johnson, another hopeful who was um, pretty close to front runner, was also eliminated. Okay. Uh, if you live in Michigan, he's the rich white dude that has been appearing on literally every campaign ad you can find. Oh, very creepy looking dude. Yep. Okay. Yeah. He's he's had lots of ads because he's you know rich and he can Old, fund his rich own campaign. Rich and white on some Bloomberg shit, you know. Yeah, on some uh, Rick Crusoe shit that we will oh. get to later in the show. Okay. Um, and then in another twist. Second piece of news here, on top of half of the ticket being kicked off because of fraud, actual yeah, fraud. Yeah. Uh, in another twist, 
Another candidate, separate from the five, oh? was arrested in his home last week for participating in the January 6th insurrection. Um, I saw that in the video. Wasn't he like, this is fucking war, baby. (laughs) This is fucking war. Let's go. Basically, (laughs) his name is Ryan Kelly, and he's being charged with a variety, a smorgasbord of misdemeanors, including, quote, disruptive conduct, injuring public property and entering restricted space without permission, amongst other things. Uh, Naturally, he's already called himself a political prisoner. (laughs) 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 Even though he was he was released without bail being posted. So he was just let go. Um, and he also, he, if these charges stick, he will face up to one year in prison and a $100,000 fine, which seems pretty light for trying to, you know, overthrow the government. Yeah, no, it seems pretty light for a riot at the fucking Capitol building. Yeah. And a little background on Ryan Kelly. Okay. He had previously helped organize the Stop the Steal rallies in Lansing, uh, after the 2020 election. And he was one of the guys that, uh, do you remember... Back at the beginning of the pandemic, like literally like two months in, okay. there were those armed militias that showed up in front of the Capitol because yes. they really wanted Subway's sandwiches and haircuts. No, they were literally protesting about getting haircuts. Right. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Kelly helped organize that. He, <laughs> I love, I love how we're watching in real time the rise of a new subset of the conservative party that is rising to power strictly because they are organizing election fraud protests. Right. And just vile shit like that. Right. I mean, I would argue it's just an extension of what conservatives have already been doing. Oh, always. Um, it's just a new sect of it. And and the funny thing is, is that a lot of these, a lot of these Republican candidates, whether it be like all the way up to Donald Trump mm-hmm. or people like Ryan Kelly or anyone, you know, any psycho that's trying to get elected to school board, they're all appealing to very real frustrations, you know? Yeah. People yeah. that are upset with the economy, people that are struggling, people that can't afford basic necessities. But their answer to that is like, Look at how corrupt the current power structure is. Just put me in charge of the power yeah, structure. Yeah, no, literally. And it's like, while their frustrations are very real in that, yeah, these people are actually feeling that, they take advantage of that to further their own agenda instead of looking at the actual root cause of these frustrations, yeah, yeah. which is a fundamental misunderstanding of how reality works. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right, right. The, their answer is give me power and let me be corrupt instead. He's like, give me power and let me just vindicate this without actually addressing why yeah. you have these frustrations in the first place, which is miseducation. And then, of course, it's always coded in, like, you know, racism, misogyny, uh-huh. bigotry, uh-huh. All, all the stuff that they need to appeal to regular Republican voters that are absolutely brain dead because they have lead in their brains. Literally just a ball of lead in place of their brain. Um, anyway, he okay. hasn't, this, this man, Ryan Kelly, he hasn't actually been a front runner the entire primary, right? Is he just now a front runner because everyone else got kicked <laughs> off? <laughs> well, not just that. He hasn't been a front runner the entire primary, but with the article I was reading, there were some political scientists or pollster or something, uh, and he was talking about how, like, yeah, he hasn't been a front runner, but this may now jettison him to a front position because conservatives will see this as him trying to, like, defend his country. Conservatives will see this as, like, a rite of passage. That's so almost. fucking cool. Because, you know, uh, he wasn't really in the headlines before. Uh-huh. But now he's being arrested for something conservatives believe to be true. Dude, that's so, so he, fucking He's, cool. he's going to get political clout for this. Isn't that crazy that you can just, like, lie? And the more you lie, the more conservatives like you? I love this. And just, like, just like side note, right? This dude, conservative politician, January 6er. I'm sure he's got to have a lot of L- anti-LGBTQ uh, oh, ideas yeah. up in that brain. Yeah. Both of you, both of you to be anti-LGBTQ and uh, have a girl last name. Right. You know yeah, what I'm saying? That's a little sus. You know, you're saying, I'm sure, I'm sure he thinks that you shouldn't be able to change your fucking name on, like, official government documents. 
Yet he has a girl name. Pick hmm. one. Pick one. Ryan <laughs> Kelly. Pick one. Come on now. That's also two first names, by the way. <laughs> exactly. That's even worse, yeah. honestly. Anyway, I just think it's really funny that a majority, literally a majority of the Republican uh-huh. ticket for governor has been um, faced with some legal action. Ryan Kelly's still on the ballot. <laughs> Uh, and he still will be on the ballot even if he goes to jail because yeah, that is not illegal. Yeah. He just um, couldn't vote if yeah. he's convicted. He couldn't vote, but he could run. But as of right now, the two frontrunners have been kicked off for literally committing election crimes. <laughs> <laughs> and Ryan Kelly may win the primary from jail because he tried to do an insurrection on the Capitol. Um, so those are, the, those are the kind of GOP candidates for governor we got over here I can't wait to see him debate Whitmer. Yeah. Yeah. And just like talk about like, I don't know. He'll be like, oh my God, you were almost assassinated. Why didn't you let me get a haircut? Yeah. Fucking ridiculous. You were preventing Americans, like red-blooded, freedom-loving Americans Uh from getting haircuts and that's fucked up. Oh God, bro. It reminds me of that one girl in Texas who called uh, an Asian man an enemy of the people (laughs) for being Chinese. (laughs) If Gretchen Whitmer can't win this election... Like, given the field of Republicans that she has to go up against, like... Maybe it's time to move. Maybe (laughs) it's time to transfer out of state real quick. Anyway, we got to go westward now to California. Okay. Because we got to talk about the L.A. mayor's race. This has been heating up. Uh, The first round of elections just ended, and there's going to be a runoff pretty soon. I heard that it's uh, kind of awful. Yeah, it is actually very awful. Excellent. Um, Like I said, the election just ended. It was 12 people in the field. Nobody right. reached 50%, so it's going to a runoff election that'll take place in November. Excellent. The two top vote earners were Rick Caruso with 42% of the vote and Karen Bass, who is a current uh, congresswoman actually in the House, okay. with 37% of the vote. So nobody reached the majority, got to go to a runoff. Like I wow. said, Karen Bass is a current U.S. representative. She was actually considered for the VP slot for Joe Biden. Fairly progressive person, right? Okay, cool. Uh, pre- your, your average, like, liberal progressive person yeah, in California. Yeah, you're at, okay. Um, Rick Caruso is literally a Republican billionaire, <laughs> but he's running in the Democratic primary. And I'll, I'll, I'll explain why in just a second. But He's um, doing the Eric Adams. Yeah, no, he's do- <laughs> that, that was the point I was going to make. Is he's, he's doing the Eric Adams. He was literally a Republican up to 2019. Oh. And then he switched to an independent. And then filed as a Democrat right before applying to be on the ballot for this election. Wow. So Dog is literally just a Republican. He's doing the Eric Adams. And, and I'm sure that conservatives are calling him a communist. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if they're calling him a communist because he's literally doing the law and order. Like, he's doing the law and order shtick, but with, oh, a, with a blue coat of paint over it. He's just Eric Adams. Goddamn. Because yeah. he's, been, he's been campaigning nonstop on crime and homelessness. Uh-huh. And his solution is... Is give the police more money, kill the homeless people. <laughs> Literally, like it's just <laughs> it's just extreme brutality towards uh, poor people, people that can't afford homes because of literally this guy because yeah. he's a billionaire. And guess what? what? He owns a real estate company. No, he does not. <laughs> no, he does not. He's literally that's the like, problem. That's like almost as bad as if you were to say he works for BlackRock. Like, come <laughs> on now. Like he is. He's complaining about homelessness, which it is a real problem in L.A. Yeah. He's complaining about crime, which is perceived to be a real problem in L.A. Uh-huh. Um, but his solution is just like brutalize hom- homeless people when people like him are the reason that there's so many homeless people in L.A. He's like a caricature of just evil, you know? Yeah, yeah. Even better, though, Rick okay. Caruso has spent $35 million of his own money on his campaign. Oh, it's... $35 million. It's literally if Bloomberg and Adams had a love child. And, and $24 million of that went towards the explicit purpose of ads and marketing, compared to Karen Bass's $300 million of fundraised money. 
So this dude has just been lining the airwaves with ads about killing homeless people, I guess. Oh, my God. And and the election was very low turnout. Um, Rick Russo, like I said, got 42% most of the votes or a plurality of the votes. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, he's just been, like, literally coating the airwaves with all of his ads. Dude, I wouldn't even be surprised if he won, especially yeah. looking at the, uh, the L.A. County Sheriff. That's the bad one. Yeah, the yeah. L.A. County Sheriff and how horrible he is. Oh, he's gotten he's gotten endorsements from all the police. Of stations. course, like oh, literally, course literally every should, single police that officer. That should just be a huge red flag <laughs> yeah. in the first place. Yeah, because if you're wondering, like, well, how is this dude who was literally a Republican a few years ago winning in some place like uh-huh. L.A.? It's because there's very low turnout. Uh, he's coding the airwaves and he's getting endorsements from people like Kim Kardashian, even. He got a which Kim I thought was K fucking wild. Endorsement? Yeah, she. No, she sucks now. She 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 loves to talk about criminal justice reform, uh-huh. and then she's gonna get on here and say that fuck homeless people. Uh-huh. Come on, well, nobody wants to work nowadays. No, that's true. Women, get your ass up and work. But it's just like my point here is like, yeah, this dude's a Republican. This guy sucks. But how was Karen Bass right? Someone who's a congresswoman, high name recognition. Yeah. How was she supposed to compete with like tens of millions of dollars? Of dude's own money that he can right. just throw out here. Because dude doesn't even have to fundraise. Like, yeah. she has to fundraise. You know what I mean? Like, she's she's fundraised $3 million and spent most of it uh-huh. on marketing and ads and that kind of thing. How is, how is she supposed to compete with Rick Russo, who can just drop tens of millions on ads and just, again, coat the airwaves, literally put them everywhere, broadcast them everywhere? I, um, I don't know how you're supposed to compete with that. You should not be able to fucking finance your campaign to an ex- excessive amount like that. Uh-huh. Just on top of all the campaign finance uh, reforms that haven't gone through recently and the campaign finance laws that have been stripped away, this shit is ridiculous. It's yeah. just a billionaire competition. Yeah, that, that was like my large point here is that in a economy where billionaires can just fund their own campaigns or fund the campaigns of other people you don't really have political equality anymore yeah no because they can literally just do whatever they want and basically pick who they want to win and it's not even just electioneering because it comes down to lobbying it comes down to uh support in the private sector like it's all these other kinds of things that regular people just can't compete with Mm -hmm. even a a sitting congresswoman struggles to compete with yeah and that's not to say that she's gonna lose in November, but I wouldn't be surprised if this dude's overwhelming wealth just carries him to the vi- to the victory and that's insane because when you when you have that much fucking money to do th- that many ads, it's like your name is just in the mind of people who are gonna right, go out to vote right. You know, you you can't do anything. Even as a regular person, you can try to keep up as much as you want. but the sheer volume that this dude is putting out is just overwhelming, right. especially because you know they're both running as Democrats in l a. And if people are just seeing Rick Crusoe's name more, and you know uh-huh. his ads clearly aren't like fully explaining his platform. And there's and it says Democrat, right? Rick and it Crusoe, says Democrat, Democrat. And I'm gonna stop the homeless problem because I know you don't like to look at homeless people on the side yeah, of the street, especially in a midterm election, um, in a low turnout election. It's gonna be hard for someone like Karen Bass to pull head. Also, like he's a white dude and she's a black woman in this society oh, it has an yeah. ingrained hate towards black women yeah. in positions of power already. But it's just like I, I don't know how you compete with that. You know, <laughs> like I don't know how you message your way out of that. As a progressive yeah, Democrat. Facts. And then wasn't, didn't the San Diego mayor or something like that? There wasn't there a race in San Diego that just like a conservative one? Something, some like, that. something like that. There was also, I think it was a district attorney in uh, San Francisco, I want to say, that was recalled. A progressive right. San Francisco district attorney. Because fear mongering around crime has just gone up immensely. 
Oh, and it's like, I how are you that. supposed to do progressive reforms when everyone's like, I literally feel like I'm going to die in my home. You you're going mean? to fill up DA's offices with more Kamala Harris's. Right. Like, right. <laughs> come on now. And I, and I don't want to like this. This isn't evidence that like progressives are going to face some reckoning sometime soon mm-hmm. or anything like that, because there's still progressives winning across California and across the country. But the truth is that if you are competing against someone with billions of dollars, even again, as a sitting congresswoman, I like I don't know how you get yourself out of that. Yeah. Like I, it's, like, it's a tough spot to be in. Because, like, you can rely on your name recognition. People have elected you to um, office before in L.A., but I I, I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know how you do that. Mm-hmm. The, this dude is going to trick L.A. into just voting for a conservative like Eric Adams did. <laughs> like, that's all this is. He's going to fear monger. He's going to say, I have all the solutions and no one else does. And then he's just going to brutalize homeless people. Because, like, that's really what and it is. And it's like, wh- what do you do now that weed's becoming legal? Yeah. Now that weed's becoming legal, it's likely to become federally legal, not soon, but, like, kind of soon. <laughs> at some soon, point. As, like, at some point the slow in march the of progressivism years. will get us there. <laughs> exactly. Weed's likely to become federally legal. You criminalize homelessness. Like, it seems like that's what they want to do. Right. Like, that's all, most of the rhetoric has been about homelessness. Like, mm-hmm. specifically, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. I'll get the homeless people off the street, wink, wink, if you know what I mean. And it's like, I think, I think in crowded cities like LA, when people see homelessness, I think in their minds, they just connect it to criminality. Yeah. Because that's what we're conditioned to believe. Yeah. We're con- we're conditioned to think, like, if there's homeless people on the streets, that's, that's correlated with an increase in crime, mm-hmm. which, like, statistically, I don't even, I don't know if that's true. It might be. Yeah. But even so, it's like it's very easy for someone in L.A., a conservative, a Republican in L.A. to campaign on, oh, there's this massive increase in crime because people can look out their window and see homeless people exactly. without making the connection that it's not their fault that they're homeless. Yeah, there's more there's more than enough space, more than enough apartment buildings, homes in L.A. to house these people. The problem is, is that none of the elected leaders, whether it be federal, state or local, want to do anything about it. Especially the, the fucking dude that owns the real estate company. Literally. Come on now. And California is rampant with uh, NIMBYs. Yeah. Like there's a shit ton of NIMBYs in California. Oh, yeah. Like liberal NIMBYs that just make the make the whole thing so much worse. Yeah. Like he he's the cause of the problem. Uh-huh. You know? Like uh-huh. I, I don't know. How I don't know what other message you can use other than this dude's literally the heart of the problem. Like you, you can't call him Trump. I wonder like how much Trump property he's fucking sitting on uh-huh. right now. I can't wait to see more and more Republicans just start to run as Democrats and liberals just shit themselves not yeah. knowing what to do now that they can't call them Trump. Yeah. Now that they can't use their number one strategy for the past two years is this guy's Trump. Mm-hmm. And like I, I don't want to bear uh, – bail Karen Bass out for this or anything but when mm-hmm. I was reading about this I saw Karen Bass also advocated for a small increase to police budgets okay like because um Rick Russo was advocating for like 1500 more police officers Karen Bass said like 1500 okay. on top of like the almost 10,000 for LA already he's trying to compete with New York yeah and then uh Karen Bass said like only a couple hundred more officers okay. and I'm not trying to bail her out for that like I'm not trying to say that there's any reason she should have done that but I feel like the only reason that she would do that is because she has to compete with the fear-mongering around like crime and law no law yeah crime. absolutely she does have to play the messaging game right she has to play the messaging game a little bit it's like I don't I don't know how you can with that i i just it's don't like i think you should be pointing out again what we talked about i think two months ago with the la sheriff saying that he's gonna pull out every single one of his um his deputies from the subway from like yeah. patrolling the subway if the city doesn't do this one thing that he wanted them to do right you should be calling shit out like that you should be calling out that endorsement you know like i feel like maybe police officers shouldn't play politics <laughs> <laughs> i like, feel like maybe they shouldn't have immense political power <laughs> right. like that like as a police officer your job is literally to do what you're told like you're supposed to (laughs) shut the fuck up and follow orders 
Um, maybe you shouldn't get to like withdraw support from a from a public area just because you don't like what yeah, someone's doing. You shouldn't doing. be able to just stop. Maybe yeah. <laughs> that's kind of wild. I just I I absolutely love how we've we've talked about we joke about a lot. Uh -huh. How we could go undercover in a Republican primary and win? Yeah, he's literally doing this, oh, but yeah. the other way around. Oh, yeah, maybe we should. <laughs> maybe maybe somebody should do that. We should do the Eric Adams, but for the Republicans. I could literally get on there, like, oh my god, they tried to cancel me for my podcast. I had this one Brett Kavanaugh cold open, and they, <laughs> they tried to cancel me. Ah, culture, and now I'm in. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, um, it's not as if Karen Bass lost by, like, a ton. It was only, like, five percentage points. Uh, but it's I guess we'll see. primary, too. I guess we'll see how it goes in November. Uh, last bit of election news that we got for okay. today, though, okay. is in Alaska. It's actually a throwback to a cold open we had oh, about Santa Claus. Uh Right now, Sarah Palin is in the lead. Damn. Um, and to advance the runoff, because there's like 50 people running in this election. Okay, there's like 50 people in the state. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's everyone in the state it's running Alaska. for election. Um, in order to advance, you have to be in the top four, okay? Okay. And I don't know, like, what percent that will break down to once all the votes are counted. But right now, Sarah Palin's in the lead, and Santa Claus is in sixth. Fuck. He's Fuck. in sixth right now. Um, and only 55% of the ballots have been counted, but that looks like it's going to be a tough margin for him to make up. It's kind of crazy. Alaska is, like, deep red. Yeah, Alaska it is, is deep red. deep red state. Uh, and there is one Democrat in the top four right now. Uh, oh, I have no idea who this person is. And there's also one independent um, that I don't know what party okay. they belong to. Probably both conservative, let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Sarah Palin's right now in the lead with like 30% of the vote total or something like that, which is pretty crazy because yeah. she has like insane name recognition. So not oh. very surprised. But Literally our fingers are crossed for Santa. Facts. Our fingers are crossed I'm for Santa. I'm praying for Mr. Claus yeah. out here. Yeah. But uh, now over to some uh, uh, very much less lighthearted news. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We're going to talk about how your rights are literally being taken away from you uh, actively. It's like a twofer this last two weeks. First, you can be killed uh, on death row if you're literally innocent. Yep, yep. Just because matter. the state said so. Innocence isn't enough. Exactly. And now your constitutional rights just don't matter anymore. <laughs> People, new loss of rights just dropped. New and loss it's of again rights from just the Supreme dropped. Court. Again, SCOTUS did a very bad thing. Again, shouldn't yeah. be a surprise. Basically, the SCOTUS pod. So basically, a couple of days ago, the Supreme Court ruled to strip away. Uh, basically, they they shot on this precedent from, established in 1971 in Bivens versus I think it's six unnamed federal agents. I believe that's yeah. the course in this Edgar versus Bull decision. They gave Border Patrol agents immunity from lawsuits pertaining to violations of your constitutional rights. Insane. They said because because the Constitution doesn't ex it, it protects you by these things. Like we'll use the Fourth Amendment for an example because that was uh, the con the contention. That's basically what's up for grabs here. Exactly. The contention here is that uh, basically this dude he said a Border Patrol agent arrested him with the excessive force, straightforward excessive force violation, uh -huh, uh -huh. and the Supreme Court said, yeah, you can't personally sue him though. That's so fucking wild. You can no longer personally sue uh, Border Patrol agents specifically for uh, Fourth Amendment violations and general constitutional rights violations because while the Constitution gives you those rights, the Constitution says, well, you uh, they can't do these things. They can't unreasonably mm -hmm. search and seize your property and do unreasonable force against you. It doesn't outline a way to protect those things. Uh -huh. So the Supreme Court said, nah, so eh, we're not going to do it. And we're I, actively going to take away another 50-year president that was the only thing establishing yeah. your right for that. Yeah, Bivens, the court case that originally gave you the ability to sue Border Patrol agents. Mm -hmm. Or really, I think it was just like it any federal agent. It was any federal agent. Federal agent. Yeah. Any, they gave you the ability to sue any personally. federal agent personally. 
for violating your Fourth Amendment rights is just fucking gone. I love uh-huh. how they can hide behind this this veneer of being an originalist and uh-huh. just undermine every single right that our founding fathers laid out in the Constitution. No, literally. And it's like I, I want to read a read a quick quote uh, from Justice William Brennan, who was a justice in the Bivens decision. Right back uh-huh. when the Supreme Court actually did a couple good things, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. back in the seventies, he said, "Power." Uh, Once granted, does not disappear like a magic gift. When it is wrongfully used, an officer who acts unlawfully in the name of the United States possesses a far greater capacity for harm than an individual trespasser exercising no authority other than his own. That's based. And thus, there must be a meaningful remedy to ensure that officers do not abuse this power. Yeah. What, yeah. Like, come on, that is that is perfectly sound constitutional reason. Uh-huh. That is perfectly sound with the Fourth Amendment, perfectly sound with judicial review, mm-hmm. a thing that the Supreme Court can do. Right. And they said, mm, nah. Yeah. But, like, no, though. The, the Fourth Amendment protects you from unreasonable searches and seizures. Yes. What's the fucking point of a right embedded within the Constitution, embedded within the Bill of Rights, if there's no consequence for violating it? Uh-huh. What's the point of having that right if, if, a, if a cop or if any federal agent or if a Border Patrol agent can just stomp all over it? While it's still technically illegal right. to do these things, like, say, say you were unreasonably, uh, your property's unreasonably searched. They couldn't use anything they found as evidence in, like, a court because mm-hmm. it was still illegally obtained, but there is nothing in place to reprimand that officer who did the bad right. thing now. Functionally making it illegal. Right. Uh, legal. Functionally making these things legal. Right, because what's the point of saying, like, you can't do this and then having no consequence assigned uh-huh. to uh, assigned to the behavior when they when they actually do it. Oh, but there is a consequence. While they can't okay. be personally sued, you can still file a complaint with the government. <laughs> you can still file a complaint with their agency, and they can do an internal review, which then can't be questioned <laughs> by a judge in federal court. Yeah, like come on now. Yeah, come on now. Imagine, imagine you just get absolutely brutalized by border patrol. Yeah, you just get you just get your ass beat. And then you file a complaint and you never hear anything ever. <laughs> because, and I think it's it's a pretty mask off thing that this is Border Patrol. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. like explicitly listed in this court opinion. It's pretty obvious why it's Border Patrol. Yeah. It's because they want to be able to brutalize brown people and, and kick the shit out of them whenever exactly. they want. And isn't isn't within the ruling like it's a 100 mile radius from any border? Yeah, because that that's Border Patrol's general jurisdiction. Okay. So the entirety of Michigan, the entirety right. of the state of Michigan, a Border Patrol officer can just fucking brutalize you. Right. Right, which is just insane. <laughs> it's like millions of people in South Texas, just like half of California just can't do anything about this. God it's insane. Damn, dude. But it's like not not only is it just you can't bring a Bivens lawsuit to you can't bring you can't you can't sue a Border Patrol agent for violating your constitutional rights. Again, the party yeah. that beats it to the Constitution in Thomas's decision. He also made a new rule stating that if there is a if there's a new Bivens lawsuit that's being brought to court. And it is any different, any different at mm-hmm. all than an orig- the original Bivens case or any previous Bivens precedent, mm-hmm. then it can just be thrown out on those merits alone. That's just qualified. It's immunity. literally like the qualified immunity thing, and we know that that's bad. But it's like, like it's like qualified immunity on testosterone, like yeah. on steroids. Qualified immunity, but the Constitution. It's like qualified immunity, but in Ohio, it wouldn't be allowed to play women's sports. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's what this is. <laughs> a little joke for you all. Exactly. But exactly. I, this is like if let me just like put this in plain terms. It is conservatives because this was a six-three decision. Uh-huh. Conservatives all voting for this. It is conservatives who claim to love the Constitution. And want to interpret the word of the Constitution how it was originally meant to be interpreted. Which isn't real. Yeah, which also isn't like a real legal philosophy. But it is those kinds of people that say they are Uh, originalists that are taking the rights away of the original 
the, taking the rights that the original people, the founders, put into the Constitution. They're like if that one kid from, say, like your history class in seventh grade, the well technically ass motherfucker got a position of power in the highest court in the land you know what i mean (laughs) well technically this fact is actually shut the fuck up and it was five of his homies up there exactly it's It's, clearly there were some things that were implied you know what i mean clearly it's implied that someone who violates your constitutional right what's the point of having a right Mm -hmm. if they can't be protected Uh uh-huh and then they they justify themselves by saying, well, actually, because it's Border Patrol, it's a matter of national security, so Congress should do it. Yeah, it's a, it's a matter of national security, <laughs> therefore we need a police state. You know what would have made this easier? If you'd have just fucking ignored it. Yeah. If you'd have just ignored it. Kept the uh, previously established 50-year Bivens precedent just uh-huh. intact, alive and well, because it's a good thing. I don't think anyone was complaining about Bivens suits, except maybe a fucking conservative cop who brutalized some guy. Right. And here's the thing is, like, federal agents or, like, anybody that's being protected by this ruling now, they were already brutalizing people. Uh-huh. Like, they already didn't give a shit about your rights. All the time. They were already getting away with a, a ton of shit yeah. that you could never do anything about. And now the Supreme Court said, like, let them do even more. Let them go God mode. Exactly. Being a Border Patrol officer means you can literally do anything to anyone you want if you're inside their home. <laughs> like, you have no Fourth Amendment rights anymore. It's fucking ridiculous. And I just – I think it's funny that – um. Thomas made this new rule about yeah. Bivens suits that's basically just qualified immunity 2.0, electric right, right. boogaloo, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And then he used that rule proactively to justify this ruling. He said that because, right. yeah, yeah. because this is with a, um, a Border Patrol agent and not with a Bureau of Narcotics agent like the original Bivens case was, it's invalid. Like, That's dog, crazy. you make it, you, you're like that kid at the park that you're playing with who you, you get, you get him with a, with a killing blow and he says, I have invincibility armor. Right. Come like, on. You're just, like, none of this is real legal philosophy. Uh-uh. And you cannot, you cannot tell me for one second that they are not being influenced by our political sphere right now. Uh-huh. Because this is literally what conservatives want. Like, like conservatives want to take your rights away. First, first, you can just be murdered by the state just because, uh-huh. because they did a, they did a goof. Yeah. They did a goof they don't want to admit. And now, uh, border patrol agents who do big goofs just can't be reprimanded in any meaningful way. Yeah. Literally what's next? Right. What's next? No, it's like, like all of these Supreme court decisions have just been fucking awful. Like we had the leaked Roe v. Wade one, which got a ton of attention uh-huh. for like weeks and weeks and it's still getting lots of attention. Rightfully but then so. We, yeah. Rightfully so. But then we had the innocence isn't enough decision, which uh-huh. really didn't get paid attention to at all because Good it was facts. the Roe v. Wade stuff was happening at the same time. And now we have this one where border patrol officers and probably literally any federal agent because it's probably uh-huh. going to extend to anybody. Because ex- explicitly it outlines border patrol agents, but there's a very strong case to implicitly read this right. as protecting any federal agent. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if it extends to them. And now this case is just saying, like, you also don't have your Fourth Amendment rights. It doesn't matter if you're mm-hmm. innocent. It doesn't matter if, if if officers stomp all over your rights. It does not matter what you want. We are taking your constitutional rights away. So they And they can't be personally sued for it. Yeah. They can't be personally sued. It's fucking ridiculous. Like, like the Supreme Court is like... I, like it's it's not even like a functioning political body at this point. Oh, like it, it never not. it's it's always been political, right? It's always had its biases. It's always really moved to to undermine people's people's mm-hmm. human rights, people's constitutional rights. But like especially now, it's and just it's taking like, your rights away. It's like maybe maybe it's time to start treating the Supreme Court like it's just the building. 
because mm-hmm. that's really all that it is. It's a fucking building, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, it has power because we give it power, and I'm, I'm kind of just sick of it, you know? Hell is empty. Uh, all the demons are sitting on the conservative side of the Supreme Court. <laughs> Hell is empty. Six of the demons are in the Supreme Court. It's absolutely fucking wild just to stomp on stomp on all the good things the court has done in the past. Uh-huh. Uh, it's 50-year <laughs> precedent. It's 50-year precedent. 50 years. Not once in those 50 years uh-huh. has any motherfucker like meaningfully been like, hey, maybe maybe these these Bivens cases are wrong. Right. You know? And it, it's I, I guarantee you that if they're ever questioned on that, they can just be like, well, what if it was decided egregiously wrong that's what they said yeah i no, yeah. that's literally what uh thomas said uh thomas and a couple other justices in their opinion said that if bivens was decided today it would be decided differently because we are in power now yeah of fucking course you're overturning <laughs> it dumbass. Like, like it's not being decided differently today because of massive philosophical breakthroughs within the law it's because you're fucking stupid yeah it's because you're actually actually a demon that is at the behest of the republican party a party that wants to take uh-huh. people's rights away it's because you failed upward into uh-huh. one of the most powerful positions in the country right that's why it would have been decided differently today if anyone on the right ever tells you that they care about freedom this clearly shows that they're just fucking lying the only fucking amendment they care about is the second uh-huh. And they care about it for all the wrong reasons. Right. The second, the second win a uh, school shooting, and the first win cancel culture. I'm telling you, dog. Like conservative brains are just wired the wrong way. They're just lame. Like, I, I, yeah. Well, it's that, and it's like I, I don't know how they get all the wrong answers all the time. It's a smooth ball of fucking lead. <laughs> like, <laughs> And I don't even want to be mean. Like I, I try to be, I try to act in good faith, you know, when I interact. But like, I, like, how do you come to these conclusions? You oh know? Oh my god, I know, I know. You're just, it, you're too far gone. You're too far gone. Please just try again. Please try again. Oh, Start god. over. Time for a reboot. Anyway, anyway, talking about a reboot. Let's get back to the episode. Okay, okay. Uh, we got to talk about some legislation. We also got to talk about uh, an interesting strategy I've picked up on. <laughs> From the Biden White House, which I'm not sure is is very meaningful. The or winning efficient. rhetorical strategy from the Biden <laughs> yeah. White House. So first, some legislation. Uh, last week, the House moved to pass the Protecting Our Kids Act, which was the gun legislation, gun reform yep. act. Um, they passed it 223 to 204 wow. with five Republicans voting in favor and huh. two Democrats voting against. That's crazy because I'm pretty sure something just came out about this. This is the bill that had the uh, raising the AR age to 21, uh-huh, uh-huh. the ban on high capacity magazines, and uh-huh. the other thing, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, all that stuff got taken out of the bill in when? the Senate Already? this morning. Oh yeah. Well, well, I saw a tweet for it when I went to the bathroom before we started recording. All of, all of that stuff is gone okay. now. I was just about to say a quote from CNN was that uh, <laughs> the bill will, quote, Raise the legal age from 18 to 21, establish new federal offenses for gun trafficking and for selling large capacity magazines, and allow local governments to compensate individuals who surrender such magazines through a buyback program. Seems like a lot of that was just gutted already. Yeah, I'm pretty Um, sure all of that was gone as of a couple hours before we recorded this. Maybe this makes my section a little uh, invalid. (laughs) We can we can still laugh at uh, what Jim Jordan had to say though. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Jim Jordan said, like, "I legitimately thought I thought that maybe the ARH, maybe that one would have gone through. I felt like that was so reasonable, so common sense, such a milk toast reform that that maybe that one would have gone through. But I'm pretty sure that that got taken out of the bill. You know, we we don't ask for much. <laughs> you know, like we we ask for so little." We just want a little reform so that kids aren't dying in schools as often. People aren't, you know, getting shot at the grocery store as often, but nothing can pass. I love how this entire episode is just us saying, like, literally nothing can be done to change anything. <laughs> yeah, no, I have, a, I have a tweet right here talking about the NBC News article, and it's, it's uh, 11.50 a.m., 
uh, June 12th, 2022. Yeah, so a couple hours ago. What's not in the Senate gun deal? No ban on semi-automatic weapons, no ban on high-capacity magazines, no minimum age to buy AR-15-style rifles, and no universal background checks. Background checks, too? That's gone. Background checks? <laughs> oh, my God. The Senate needs to be abolished. Like, nothing can pass. Nothing can get done. People are dying. Like, if, if that's not the impetus for action, then I don't know what is. Three high-profile mass shootings in the span of two weeks, and that's not enough? One of them at a school? At an elementary school? Yeah. Like. Anyway, Jim Jordan had something funny to say. Okay. That's not nearly as funny as what we were just talking about, but he said, quote, The speaker started by saying this bill is about protecting our kids. That is important, but this bill doesn't do it. What this bill does is take away Second Amendment rights. Wow. God-given rights protected by our Constitution from law-abiding American citizens. That's what this legislation does, and that's why we oppose it. Uh, whoever coined the term God-given rights has a uh, hot spot in hell That's what I'm waiting saying. for them. Rights are not God-given. Mm-mm. Rights are wholly fake, in fact. Uh-huh. They're made up. We made them up, and we decide to believe in them as a society. Again, I've talked about it so many times, but we need to start teaching kids what the fuck a social construct is mm-hmm. in high school. Because that's what your rights are. Your rights only exist because we all decide to collectively believe in them. Mm-hmm. And we all decide to collectively enforce them. No right is God-given. They are given to you by the state. In fact, um, if it was God-given, if our rights in the Constitution are God-given, then the Supreme Court is doing some fucking blasphemy, apparently. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> like, are they trying to interpret the word of God? <laughs> or who are they to interpret the word of God? Yeah, shouldn't it be as rights? written? Mm-hmm. Right. God damn. Um, anyway, I was going to say that this bill is expected <laughs> to fail, but I guess this bill I guess it already did. doesn't exist in the Senate, actually. It's a and whole different mean, person. Like, if all those things are taken out of the bill, what's in the bill? Red flag laws, maybe. But I feel like those go along with background checks. How are you supposed to enforce red flag laws if you don't have a background check? Maybe you just have them. It's just like how the uh, the Parkland shooter had a red flag with the FBI, but it wasn't oh, enforced. Oh, so you just know they have a red flag and there's <laughs> you just nothing say, Fuck, you can hey, do about this it. kid might do something bad in the future. Oh, my God. It's just like this country has like a fetish for suffering. You know what I mean? Like we just don't fucking care. Masochistic, honestly. Anyway, um, Biden, the Biden press team had Matthew McConaughey. (laughs) (laughs) What's so funny, dog? This is a serious situation. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. (laughs) The Biden press team had Matthew McConaughey come into a press conference to talk about gun reform since he's actually from Uvalde, Texas. Yes. Um, yes. And in a speech, uh, Matthew McConaughey, when he went over like meeting with the uh, victims of the fa- or the families of the victims, mm-hmm. um, talked about how something needs to be done. You know, kind of just like the Biden stump speech on this kind exactly. of thing. Um, Biden stump speech, but he's an actor, so he can actually do it. Right. With some charisma. Right. <laughs> and I think uh, the speech was fine. You know, it wasn't anything. It was, groundbreaking. It was pretty good. It yeah. was like it was decent. I was like, damn, that's. Good shit, Matthew. It, it made me sit there and think, like, fuck, if we had a president that could, like, orate. Like, a talk like Just this, a little bit better. Even be, half as good. No, literally, that'd be crazy. Yeah. Because I think I think it was a good speech. Like, he did a good job. But it's also just, like, right. things like this don't do fucking anything. You could, yeah, you, you could, know? You could feel the emotion. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it was it was pretty good. But Joe Biden um, literally has doesn't have the capacity to do that. Joe Biden doesn't have the capacity to do that. Uh, liberals don't have a capacity to win the Senate in yeah. November. So it's like, just fuck. Um, yeah, again, I think it was fine, but um, it probably isn't reaching Republicans. And even if it did, Absolutely they don't not. care if kids die. They're so, just going to make fun of it. It's uh, yeah. It left me feeling empty for the wrong reasons. You know what right, I mean? Right. Not because of his performance, but because of everything surrounding it. Uh, another like celebrity thing that Biden did, though, is he had BTS come to the White House. <laughs> so fucking f- the picture of him doing the, fu- doing the heart thing. Yeah. Doing the- <laughs> 
Like that BTS come to the White House for a good cause. It was for um, some program that they're doing or some initiative that they're doing against anti-Asian hate crime, yes. anti-Asian hate crime awareness, yes. that kind of thing. Um, but it, I mean, it was just like BTS at the White House, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh, BTS at the White House. So that's literally the only thing I saw about it. Someone who does politics for like, you yeah. know, a podcast was the fucking heart picture. Biden standing there like, hey, yeah. yo. It, it seems like, uh, they, didn't they do this with... Oh gosh, who did that? Who else did they have? Olivia Rodrigo, didn't she come yeah, to the White House? Yeah, she too? came to the White it House seems earlier. Like, it seems like a strategy of the Biden press team to just engage with celebrities as much as possible. I know other presidents have done this too. Mm-hmm. It's like Donald Donald Trump engaged with celebrities all the time, but he himself was a celebrity, so it's a little That's different. Facts, yeah. Um, but it seems like it's kind of um, it's kind of their strategy, which I don't think it's I don't think it's doing much. I just think it's funny. I just like imagine that imagining like the DNC them all sitting in there like a fucking strategy planning room, right? And they think K-pop stands. Uh huh. That's it. Have you guys seen Stan Twitter? Mm-hmm. That should that's a market we need to go for. Yeah, it's like I mean I, I I guess I can't even blame him because this feels like the only thing he can actually do. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, because like half of Congress doesn't want to function. They focus more on drag shows than they focus on kids dying in school. No, literally. So what is Joe Biden supposed to do other than have Matthew McConaughey come in? <laughs> Matthew McConaughey I mean? and international K-pop sensation BTS <laughs> fly out to the white. You couldn't have got like an Asian American artist to go up there. Yeah. You, you couldn't have done anything like that. Like, it's, come I mean, on. It's like, that doesn't even matter. Cause it's like, what else can Biden even do? You know what I mean? Like, it's not even his fault at this Who point. can't even get Americans. Right. Like, like, he can't, he can't do anything on gun reform. He doesn't know what BTS is. Oh God. I'm no. sure he's watched like a few Matthew McConaughey movies. He'd have but a it's, stroke it's like, if he heard a K-pop song. Right. It's just like, it's so. <laughs> Give him more flashbacks. It's so sad that our president, like the person we elected fought hard to elect. Many mm-hmm. people, you know, put a lot of time and effort behind the 2020 election. All he can do is just have bts come to the white house all he can do is finger heart and i've, I've absolutely loved the memes uh that came out after matthew mcconaughey's press conference where it's conservatives that are like uh it's a picture of matthew mcconaughey at the press conference saying like we need to do something about guns and uh-huh. then it's pictures of matthew mcconaughey in his movies with handguns and like assault rifles and stuff uh, like oh, that's fake <laughs> i was just about to say <laughs> like that's fiction <laughs> movies aren't real my guy <laughs> Like unironically, that is one of the stupidest things I've ever seen. That they literally think it's just like Terminator's real. It's like yeah. that one, uh, that one economics textbook you showed me that yeah. had pictures of Terminator, uh-huh. like Terminator, the fucking James Cameron movie, saying that that's what Venezuela is like <laughs> under socialism. I'm not kidding. It's a real economics yeah. textbook that Jeremy showed me from his school. Yeah, it's just it's so crazy that they <laughs> they just equate like Matthew McConaughey saying like, hey, maybe kids need to stop dying in schools. Let's do something about guns, and then. They they show pictures of him on set with like fake Dog, weapons. It's like people like that. The only that's movies are the only meaningful experience they've ever had with right. any sort of like struggle or emotion. Yeah. you know what I mean. That that's the only way that they can relate these political things to to that they believe in because the things they believe in aren't rooted in actual <laughs> struggle. They have to relate it to a fucking movie. It's like it wouldn't have even been a contradiction if they had pictures of Matthew McConaughey like out in the real world with weapons. Yeah, but they couldn't even find him in the real world with weapons. They took pictures. <laughs> of him in movies with weapons yeah and tried to make a point like it's, it's not real it's not, and even if it was he's saying gun reform not limit the second bro- amendment for everybody brother in christ this is fiction yeah. like i'm sorry come on now maybe we need to get you on some antidepressants go outside go on, touch be grass. something more than a consumer oh goodness anyway anyway moving on to texas no, there's that there are those memes and oh, then have you seen the the other like way darker memes 
The ones where he's holding like the picture of the little girl. Oh no, I haven't. And people have been memeing that too, and it's oh. like dog. Oh no, I haven't seen any of those, but that's awful. Yeah, that shit insane. I've insane. also I've seen um, Alec Baldwin's gotten an insane amount of hate recently. <laughs> Poor dude. <laughs> I think dude tweeted or like put out a statement one time saying like we need some gun reform after you've all day and did. conservatives <laughs> just went fucking wild. Well, because they already have a lot of animosity towards him for doing the the Trump on SNL. Yeah. Kind of thing. The Trump on um, SNL just being a liberal. But in they general. they dope. They they smelled blood. Dog. <laughs> they were like sharks smelling blood. It was like crazy. piranhas. Yeah. They said, oh, you're going to talk about guns. <laughs> well, what? Yeah. No, you guys can make the connections in your mind. Crazy. Crazy. Just like an unreasonable amount so of hate. fucking awful. Yeah. Wow, you're advocating for guns and you accidentally shot someone one time. And it's like, it again, that's a movie, dog. Right. It's supposed to be fake. Right. It wasn't him doing a mass shooting. You know what I mean? It wasn't. Oh, God. It wasn't him doing a gun violence on purpose. Like, come on now. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Anyway, Texas. Texas. Did you have a you had a story in here about Texas? Uh, something about a judge doing oh, some shit about fuck, Texas. Oh fuck, that's right. I do have a quick story about Texas. I actually something good finally wow. came out of Texas. So uh, following something very bad to come out of Texas. I don't know if we talked about it on the pod, but I think a month or two ago, Greg Abbott announced that they would be investigating families yeah. who have trans kids, like for child abuse. That's pretty cool. Any any family who has a trans kid who had undergone gender affirming care. So I think that includes like HRT, literally hormones or anything, any of the like Bro, stuff it's, too. It's the party of family values. Unless you um you you do family values in a way that the Republican Party doesn't exactly. like, then we will intervene with the power of the state. Unless you like you know try to protect your kid, yeah, from uh, wanting to kill themselves. And at the or same time, like we will label healthcare as abuse if we don't think it's good. Exactly. Yeah, we'll just literally just like change the meaning of words. Despite overwhelming medical consensus yes from professionals who well, studied this we, for years based on the pandemic we know they don't give a fuck about medical literally consensus. fucking literally dude yeah so they were investigating families i think they started investigating three families uh -huh. for the shit and a judge on friday just blocked the state from doing that saying nice. guys this is obviously fucking bad yeah this is a bad thing she talked about like all doctors care and I just wanted I just wanted to highlight something good finally coming out of that one state. That's nice. Especially because when news of this broke, uh some actual transgender kid tried to kill themselves. Yeah. When Abbott said it. And it's like it's not surprising. You your your ideas are literally killing people. Well, because it's like gender affirming care isn't just transition surgery. In fact, no there is nobody under eighteen in the country that's getting transition surgery. Mm -hmm. Unless it's some like insane edge cases that I'm unaware of. Oh, but yeah, this no. isn't something that like you can't as a as a thirteen year old go to your doctor and say, I want to be transitioned. Exactly. Like even without talking to yeah, parents, that even, just doesn't fucking happen. Right. Even if you're older, even if you're like, say, twenty five years old, it takes a long time for you to actually go through that process. Uh -huh. Like a lot, a lot of steps because you gotta be sure about it. And this isn't happening with kids. And it's like, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't all the all the instances of any like medical thing happening without parents, isn't it once you're like sixteen? I don't know. Probably though. Like, how are you even going to get? State laws. How are you going to even get to the fucking doctor? Right. If you're not 16 you, without your parents, you know what I mean? Right. It's right. it's ridiculous. It's a made up issue that has very real consequences uh -huh. for people. Uh -huh. You're actually killing people. Yeah. Talk. You want to talk about mental health when it comes to the issues surrounding gun violence? We can. We, let's talk about mental health. It's like, almost as if it's a grift. It's almost as if they actually don't give a fuck about mental health. Fuck, but like I said, like thought. gender affirming healthcare, much more than surgery. Right. It's uh -huh. it's all kinds of things that will help a child if they're having gender dysphoria or even if they're not, because you don't need to have gender dysphoria to be valid in your identity. Exactly. Um, it, it's it's just a way to protect people that um, or it's just a way to, uh, to protect trans people. 
Yeah. And uh, Republican Party hates trans people. But no, the Republican Party loves looking at the, I believe it's like less than 1% of all trans people ever to have detransitioned. Yeah. And they yeah. love they love elevating their experience, even if they didn't like detransition and then hate like trans people afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or, or they'll find like the one guy like Matt Walsh. Uh, I'm sure you all are well aware of the What is a Woman documentary yeah, yeah. that he's doing. There's a snippet of it that he's using to promote it that's going around YouTube ads that I keep fucking seeing where he's talking to some guy who detransitioned. Who had the a, person uh, that lifts up Yeah, lifts the phalloplasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's talking about like the complication behind it and talking about how it's child abuse. That is less than a percent of a percent of yeah. trans people. Yeah, and then you got like people like Ben Shapiro just fucking lying, uh-huh. saying that there is there's no positive mental health outcomes associated with people being accepted as trans by their family members. Yeah, it literally just a fucking yeah. lie. No, it, well, Ben Shapiro, are we fucking surprised? Speaking of Ben Shapiro, another that's another really funny thing that came out of this. Fox News ran like a pro-trans yep. segment at like 11 a.m. about one of the families I think that was affected by this. Mm-hmm. They had like a 14 year old boy who they. Did the gender affirming care for right? Right, and it was it, they're still fucking conservative, still vile people, right? Uh-huh. But they're just accepting of their trans son, right? And Ben Shapiro fucking flipped went on a shit tirade on Twitter. Uh-huh. He's like, "How how dare you do this? How could you do this? We're, you're supposed to be the network fighting against this." Matt Walsh said he might cut ties with Fox News after this, mm-hmm. just because they said, "Hey yo, maybe this one family is okay." And like at 11 a.m., when yeah. the only people watching Fox News are uh, your retired dad, right? And I like I watched some of the the clip that Ben Shapiro was going crazy about, and the parents were saying like, "We didn't know what to do at first. Like uh-huh. we had we were afraid of it. Like we didn't know what was going on. Yeah. We weren't." very comfortable with it at first but they started to realize that i think it was uh their daughter at first right they were saying like well our daughter back then was very uncomfortable wearing girls clothes very uncomfortable using like um like uh female pronouns like she her pronouns they said it it visibly hurt their daughter to be socialized as a female yeah and then once they like talk to doctors about it talk to their kid about it like over time they began to accept it more and it's fucking insane to even say to even posit for a second that being more accepting of your child has uh-huh. no positive mental health outcomes. Yeah. Like, think about that for a second. Yeah. Ben Shapiro is going to say that being accepting in general of your child, regardless of if they're trans or they have any kind of other thing that they're afraid uh-huh. sharing, that doesn't have positive mental health outcomes. Like Acceptance dogs. is important in general for people's mental health. You can't look at that family and say, this is child abuse. Right. You, like, you you can't. They're, they're just like a regular, happy, fucking conservative the family. The kid is happier. Exactly. <laughs> and they, oh, they mentioned like 30 fucking times that we're still Christian. We're yes. still conservative. And this is okay. I think it's actually a really important segment and pretty, pretty out of character for Fox to run. Right. But their daytime programming is obviously a lot different than right. Tucker Carlson. The ghouls come out at night. But it's like, how, how do you have that and Tucker on within a 12 hour span? Right. Like, I'm surprised Tucker didn't say anything about it. Right. No, it's like Tucker comes on later in the day. He's like, Democrats are grooming again. <laughs> <laughs> Out the gate, he's like, welcome back to Tucker Carlson tonight. All trans people are bad. Welcome back to Tucker Carlson tonight. Today we have Matt Walsh talking about how you're fucking ontologically evil if you're a trans person. No, but like unironically, anybody that is is pushing this, like banning gender affirming healthcare for uh-huh. kids, is just fucking evil. You're dumb. Like you want kids to die, and you're also point. dumb. You didn't yeah. go to medical school. Honestly, frankly, stay out. And of honestly, it. like the bigger point here is that the undermining of gender affirming healthcare, kicking trans people out of sports, whether it be in mm-hmm. high school, college, whatever else, um, getting rid of trans literature or all LGBTQ literature, it's a an attempt. From the Republican Party to erase trans people. Yeah. They, if you are a trans person, they don't want you to exist. Yeah. 
They don't want you to exist because they think you are a threat to their way of life. The Republican Party is fucking evil. They are evil and they want to hurt you. That's all it is. Classic. That's going to get taken off of TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see if we can post it. See if we can stay up. Anyway, moving on to um, moving on to our last section here, um, a section that may not fucking matter at all or True. may matter a lot. True. Nobody knows. We're talking about January 6th and the committee on primetime. That's right. Um, so last week, last week, I don't remember what day it was, uh, it January was 6th. Thursday? The January 6th committee launched its first primetime hearing. Yes. And by primetime, we just mean it's being broadcast on like every major network except Fox yeah, News. Fox News. They made um, a point to say that they weren't broadcasting it. I was watching yeah. the Tucker Carlson. Like, I was... I, I made the active decision to watch like the first 10 minutes of the Tucker segment instead of the hearing because I wasn't going to watch the hearing anyway, but Tucker just happened to be on, you know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And dude was fucking mad. Yeah. Like red as a tomato, just screaming. He he was talking about it. He he was running defense for Ashley Babbitt, which has been one of my favorite fucking things. Ashley Babbitt's the girl that got shot because I love she was- I the Ashley Babbitt discourse. She was literally fucking like <laughs> two feet from the door where all of the Congress people in the entire country were. <laughs> Saying she wanted to kill him. Saying she was going to kill him. She, leading the fucking charge and she got popped. Unfortunate, obviously, I don't wish that she would die. I didn't want her to fucking die. Mm-hmm. But from the party that routinely justifies just comply mm-hmm. and routinely justifies police brutality in the case of, I don't know, Breonna Taylor- Ahmed Arbery, George Floyd. I could literally go on Amir forever. Locke, yeah. Amir Locke. I could go on forever. They, they're just like Ashley Babbitt was a patriot. Uh-huh. She didn't do anything. Bro, I'm sure, bro talked about how she was like peaceful or some shit like that. He was going into her background as a mother, like do, doing all the fucking things. Right. And then he was talking about how the crowd was so peaceful. Yeah. Like, what? I, I love him talking about how the crowd is peaceful. And then you juxtapose that with the actual footage they were showing uh-huh. of people screaming, like, take their guns away. You juxtapose that with uh, Ryan Kelly, the dude with the girl last name. Fucking, this is fucking war. Let's right. go. Right. Like, those people, like, they were saying, where's Nancy Pelosi? Like, we want to hang her. Uh-huh. They had the gallows outside. <laughs> like, for the love of God, people. Literally talking gallows. about hanging Mike Pence. Like, anything but peaceful. And then he goes into, like, the fact about, like, the, the cops that died. Like, as a result but he's like actually they just fucking killed themselves and shit, he's dog. pulling out like the no. wildest evidence he's pulling everything out of his ass it's like dog that shit has been actually fucking vile because for those that don't know there were five police officers that uh, there's one police officer that died at yes. the capitol during the insurrection and then there was four others that died afterwards uh-huh. um from like either complications or i think there were a couple that killed themselves uh-huh. um the, but, well, i think like three of them killed themselves yeah but based on what doctors had said they had been like beaten uh-huh. By whatever they had in their fucking hands, they'd been hit over and over. They had suffered some kind of uh, brain trauma, yeah. and that eventually led them to taking their own life. Uh-huh. Like people, doctors, and uh, their loved ones had been saying that like their uh, behavior changed drastically after they came home. It's like CTE and football players, right? Exactly, yeah. and it's it's insane to say like well, even if even if we weren't focusing on their deaths, they were beating the shit out of police officers. Oh yeah, like like They're how, beating how the you... shit out of each other. Didn't one dude die because? He takes himself in the balls. Yeah. 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 And then then he got like trampled. The other officer was either trampled or beaten somehow. And then he had a stroke. He was hit in the head with a fire extinguisher. I think that's what happened. And then he had a stroke. And then Tucker Carlson's saying like, oh, they didn't kill any police officers though. Like, how are you going to bail? Like if, if this was like a, a black lives matter rally, right? Oh, and, we'd be in martial law right now. <laughs> right, this and, podcast like, would not be allowed to exist. <laughs> it wouldn't. Like, if it was anything associated with the left and a police officer had died, like nuclear bombs would be dropping on Philadelphia. Uh-huh. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. D- Detroit would be off the map. Right. 
Like they were saying that BLM was like destroying cities, brutalizing police officers, and then they actually go and kill police officers. And Tucker Carlson bails them out. Tucker Carlson just, fucking fucking valorizes them on screen. I just can't fathom why the right didn't decide collectively to just take this one on the chin. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, why didn't they just take the L here? They could have disavowed these people. Well, I guess, you know, they couldn't because of all the pressure because people genuinely believe all these things. Yeah. It's the consequences of their own actions, which are pushing they themselves further and further and further right to justify it so that they never have to take accountability for fucking anything. Yeah, yeah. And then you see, speaking of Tucker Carlson, did you see that he had a, um, he had no commercial breaks during really? his entire segment because he didn't want people that Flipping were watching the to flip over to the channel, the other oh. channels, yeah. He did no commercial breaks during his segments that were going on during the um, the primetime hearings. He's insane. Which is petty. He, <laughs> He's also been losing sponsors, so maybe maybe it was kind of really? like a, a cover for that. Maybe so. it's like, holy shit, we only have Mike Pillow ads to play. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Pillow and Fox Business ads. <laughs> <laughs> we have Mike Pillow off-brand Viagra ads <laughs> and Fox Business. I don't think we can fill these commercial breaks, Tucker. Don't worry, I'll ad-lib. I'll wing it. The commercial breaks during Fox News are fucking vile. I know. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Maybe the free market does work. There's so many of them, too. I swear there's like yeah. a commercial every five minutes in Tucker's show. Anyways, back to um, back to what I was going to say. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, the, the goal of the committee, obviously, is to explicitly illustrate that Donald Trump and his allies knowingly violated the law, encouraged the insurrection, and mm-hmm. were saying that the election was stolen even though they knew it wasn't. Yeah. Um, there's going to be a number of hearings this week. Uh, the week that this podcast drops, and I th- I think there's six in total, which is okay. crazy because the first one was four hours. That's wild. Um, so lots of hearings, lots of info that will be dumped. A lot of it we already know, some of it we may not. We actually okay. learned some stuff at this most recent one. Some some crazy stuff actually. Yeah. Um, it started off with long speeches from Liz Cheney, who's literally been deified. Who's awful. Like I, she's <laughs> being treated as a fucking god. It's it's crazy. Yeah. yeah for doing the uh, for doing honestly less than the bare minimum. The yeah. bar is in hell, and she's still somehow below it. But but she's still being praised like she's uh, yeah. the the most uh, good faith conservative to ever exist. It's like how Mike Pence was like being praised by the Lincoln Project for not literally <laughs> overturning an election. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And Liz Cheney's being praised for not literally going along with the plot to steal the election. Like God this is damn. where the Overton window is now. Um, but I also had a speech from Benny Thompson, who was the, the Democrat, obviously, okay. on the other side of this. Um, they went into afterwards, they went into some testimony from Capitol police officers. Uh, Ivanka Trump was actually there. What? Virtually she was there. Okay. Uh, and then somebody who infiltrated the proud boys, funny enough. So Ooh. I think it was probably the most interesting testimony. Like a, like a fed? I don't know. I think they were just like a, a filmmaker, like a documentary. Oh, person. okay. Okay. Um, but the officer, Carolyn Edwards was one of the first people to be attacked by rioters. Yes. Um, obviously she didn't die. She's here now. Um, but she was uh, one of the ones at the fence telling yep. people to like back up. Like you, you know, there's every member of Congress is inside. Uh-huh, the like you right cannot now. do this right now. <laughs> every member of Congress and the vice president of the United States is in the building. Uh-huh. You cannot go in there. And the video was basically rioters picking up the fence and like slamming it on her. Um, so yeah, she got messed up. God damn. And she, she also said she remembers like seeing her friends bleeding. She remembers like slipping in blood as she was trying to like, um, you know, make her way into the Capitol or make her way to stop these rioters. Holy shit. So absolutely crazy. Just like it was a violent mob. It was a violent mob. And then Ivanka Trump, uh, testified for a while. The most interesting thing she what did, did though. What did she have to say? Like, why is she there? Uh, one of Trump's close allies. She worked in the white house and she immediately sold her dad out like right away. <laughs> Because she was asked um, something along the lines of, like, do you think that the election was stolen? And if you don't think it was stolen, when did you stop believing it? Because she obviously was saying that at some point. Um, And she said, as soon as Bill Barr, previous attorney general, 
came out and said that the election wasn't stolen, that the allegations are false. She said she believed that, which was pretty early on. Yeah. So no, she that immediately was like, said that, yeah. That was like a week later. Yeah. Didn't Bill Barr turn like in December? Bill Barr, yeah, I, I don't remember exactly when he started pushing back against Trump. But at one point he did say that the election isn't stolen. And he, he there's a video of him saying like, all of these allegations are bullshit. Like yeah. he, he says that. And Ivanka Trump said, as soon as Bill Barr had told me that the election wasn't stolen, I believed him. Because she like trusted him as a person or whatever. That's Bill Barr's obviously a terrible okay. person. But we also learned that a lot of other Trump aides, not just Ivanka, had been telling him, like, you lost the election. Uh-huh. It's over. Like, legal experts were telling him this. And he knew, and he didn't give a fuck. He kept going. God Which pretty, pretty, bla- like, we, obviously, you know, we knew that Trump is yeah. at fault for the insurrection. Yeah. We already knew that. But pretty blatantly spells out that Trump is at fault. I think it's also wild Ivanka doing all this because she's, she's got her own shit to worry about with Jared Kushner and yeah. his $2 billion from the Saudis. <laughs> <laughs> right after Ivanka testified, Trump was, I think, probably on, like, Truth Social or some shit, okay. saying that she was, like, confused. <laughs> saying that, like, she wasn't in the room when they were talking about how the election was stolen. She doesn't really know. Just fight, like they're just turning against each the other. Grift, I love the it. grift is fucking insane. Yeah. And then Nick Quested, this dude who was okay. a, he, a filmmaker that was following the Proud Boys for a time, gave an interesting testimony because he was testifying that the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers, like, because, you know, they're collaborating a yeah. lot of the time, they took the uh, stand back and stand by from Donald Trump on the debate stage as an order. And it also increased their recruitment numbers, which is fucking <sighs> insane. And he Jesus also noted that during the Stop the Steal rally, the one that was taking place right before they did the insurrection, okay, uh, he noted that the Proud Boys left the rally to go and do recon around the Capitol building, which is Re- wild. Which recon didn't, just means like find points of entry. Didn't they find um like unexploded explosives around yeah. the Capitol too? Like a couple days after, and zip ties, and you know, everything I, I knew they found the zip ties, but I'm pretty sure they found like some unexplosive, like I- unexploded IEDs, yeah, or some IEDs that Something weren't like that. fully made yet, like uh-huh. around the premise of the Capitol building. Crazy, crazy. God damn, I love it when we just legitimize basically fucking terrorist organizations. Uh, I don't care to be uncharitable toward a proud boy oh, or no. an oath keeper they're or someone in the Patriot front because uh-huh. they're bad. They're just bad. Yeah. Like, no, no. Yeah. They're, they're white supremacists. Like they'll tell you they're not white supremacists. They say they're just like a brotherhood, just an organ. Yeah, like they're white supremacists. They'll say they're not white supremacists. They'll uh, appoint a token to be the president. Uh, shout right. out proud boys. And then and- he was a fed though. <laughs> then he was actually a fed. He was a fed. <laughs> I forgot about that. We also learned that a number of Republicans asked Trump for a pardon for their role in January 6th, which seems like an admission of guilt to me i think it seems like an admission of guilt yeah but i think i think we're at the point with the republican party to where that's not going to literally mean that's literally not going to mean anything to their base because they're just going to spin it to say that oh we did this because we knew the liberal mob would come after us right so we had to try to secure this while we could to cover our own asses yeah it's gonna exactly be what the narrative is and uh scott perry who's a republican in the house is the only one that we know asked for a pardon okay Uh, i think i think like six more uh, something like that i think jim jordan asked for something it wasn't a pardon it was something else that the president Shout out do. jim jordan um but donald trump said no to that but we've known that one for a while scott perry we now know about and there's a couple others that asked for a pardon okay. which is literally an admission of guilt but again yeah yeah it, like it, as is, as is the case with literally all of this it's not reaching the people that it needs to the um the people that are invested in the election fraud conspiracy <laughs> 
are already fucking too stupid to be saved yeah. when it comes to information like this. And huh. that's why I'm kind of salty about these hearings. I'm like, I don't know what it's really going to do for, like, materially. Right. I still think they're important. Like, I still think the information is important. Right. But it's and just kind of like, fuck. Yeah. I'm a doomer. That's the thing is, like, Democrat. they didn't have any choice, right? They had to do this. Yeah. And I'll remind you that Republicans were offered half membership on the committee. Mm-hmm. They were offered to have oh, half of the power. That's right, and they all and fucking they refused. turned it down. They refused. Yeah. Uh, they were going to take it, Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy. They were going to accept the offer. They refused. They were going to be offered half membership, half of the mm-hmm. power on the committee to call in their own sets of witnesses, et cetera. They said no. They didn't want yeah. to. And we only got two Republicans on the committee, and now they're able to call all of this just a massive witch hunt, which, of course, their base buys into. Uh, also, I think it's really funny that I, while the hearing was going on, I think it was Jim Jordan, but it could have been some other uh, conservative representative was tweeting, where's the where's the hearing on baby shortage, on the baby formula <laughs> yeah. shortage? My brother in Christ, you voted against that. Like yeah. you- <laughs> we, had, we had two bills that went through the House, and you may have voted for one, but you definitely you, voted against the other one. Exactly. Come on. Come on. Yeah. No, it's um uh, like I said, for archival purposes, this does matter. And obviously it's important that oh, you yeah. know there was an insurrection. And it's like but uh my attitude surrounding the January sixth uh committee, just like this hearing in general, was a lot worse leading up to it. But some of the shit that came out of here, like the Crazy. pardon stuff, the other stuff, it's like, God damn, if they keep this up for the other five hearings, I, I don't like and nobody changes their mind. We're beyond saving. Mm-hmm. We're beyond saving. Right. I mean, it's yeah, it's crazy. And it's like, like I said, this is a really big deal. I wish more people took it seriously, especially those that are like farther on the left that mm-hmm. really don't give a shit about this. But at the same time, I also wish that liberals could come at other issues with the same energy. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, imagine if we could have hearings that lasted like years mm-hmm. for things like the housing crisis. Yeah. Or for things like, I don't no. know. Like Literally, union busting, the or fucking wages. housing crisis. Yeah. You 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 could have done something like this for that. You could have actually had a fucking witch trial for the people that ran the big banks. Uh-huh. You could have got the people on Wall Street. You could have you could have done something for real to make mm-hmm. sure that nothing like this happens again, and to make sure that the public understands why these things happen. If we could do these type of hearings for every huge issue, I think people's faith in government would be a little bit more restored. Yeah. But now it's only for the issues that gener- the general public perceives to be as optics. Right. Because that's all that this really is right. to people. Yeah, like a lot of Republicans will agree with you that there's a problem with housing, that the housing crisis was really bad. There's a problem with wages. Mm-hmm. You know, they but don't like their boss. It's because the there's States. not enough market. Right, right, right. <laughs> and like a lot of them, will, you may be able to find agreement and a lot of uh, economic policies, even if you don't agree on the solutions. But this is strictly viewed as a partisan thing, yeah. which it isn't. You know, like the yeah. Republican Party tried to do an insurrection. They are anti democracy, <laughs> they do not give a fuck about people having the right to vote. But like I don't I don't know who this is convincing, unfortunately. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's just the state of politics right now. I don't really know what the impact is. Um, but I get you know, we'll continue to report on the information as it comes out. But got to. Yeah. Got to. Tough tough stuff. Continue in America. to make a little bit of jokes here and there, you know what I'm saying? Um so that's a that's a lot of news this week. There's also more news that we just didn't get to. For real. Um uh, we had a listener let us know that there's some fucking ghouls in the <laughs> Illinois governor's race that we gotta get to. Oh, true. We should we could hit that next week. Yeah, we, we could definitely that hit that week. up next week. Uh the election isn't for two weeks, so we got some time oh, to make so sure we, we cover we'll, it. We will hit that next week then. Yeah. Uh there's the America Summit that's happening right now. Uh, yeah, in California. I'd be lying if I said I knew what was going on with that. I think, have to look it up. I think it's a summit for, like, um, all the countries in North and South America to come and meet and talk about, like, 
energy policies yeah. and like uh, I don't know climate policies. The that only kind of thing. thing I know is that I think the 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 representative from Haiti that they brought in um was brought like became president because of illegitimate means and they used that same excuse to deny like other leaders of other Latin yeah. American countries from having access I, I, to the summit. I know Joe Biden explicitly didn't invite oh, Venezuela. Biden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I know the, the president of Mexico had, well, he agreed for his country to be represented, but the president didn't actually go. Mm-hmm. And the president of Mexico is like a left guy. Like, I, I think he'd yeah. be like comparable to a Democrat here. So I guess not left, but you, you get the idea. Bro, so that's s- crazy. Speaking of Venezuela, going on one of those end of episode tangents again, I remember my senior year, right? The, you remember the senior writing class that we had to take? Like yeah. the adva- it, advanced, in air quotes, writing class. One of the big projects I had to do was write, I believe it was a... F- three-page paper wow three pages yeah advanced advanced writing i'd write a three-page paper about whether or not the prompt was whether or not the u.s should engage in a coup in venezuela (laughs) indoctrination of our youth though no but literally you say yes uh no i said no i said no although i was uh, apolitical back then i I was inklings of leftism were showing through exactly i was a john oliver fan and so i i knew a little better than to say that we should engage in a coup in a foreign nation right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm just I every once in a while I think back to that paper and I think I did not know what the fuck I was talking uh-huh. about. I did not have any of the necessary background to be able to give an educated opinion on this issue. And I think I still got like a 90 on the paper too. I That's can crazy. guarantee it was not well argued. I, obviously I was I had the right position saying that we shouldn't engage in a coup, uh-huh. but it was not well argued. Right. I didn't know what the fuck was going on in Venezuela. I don't think I had ever heard about anything ever happening in Venezuela until I had to do my own research for that. Right. And you know how many kids said we should do a coup? <laughs> like that, that legitimately, that assignment legitimately formed their fucking like opinion about mm-hmm. this issue that they then will go to hear about like years later that we hear about all the time now. Uh-huh. Like when they, they enter the political world. Yeah. That's fucking insane to me. <laughs> like, yeah. The indoctrination that takes place in our schools is not for leftist values. Absolutely, absolutely wild. Uh, also in the news though, that we didn't get to, did you see that um, Milo Yiannopoulos was hired by Marjorie Taylor Greene as an intern, no an unpaid way. intern. What? For those that don't know, this Milo Yiannopoulos is some like British right wing grifter that was like, uh, that, that ran on the grift of being like the gay conservative. He w- and that he, was the anti-gay conservative. He used to do the Christian Walker. Yeah. Where he would say, like, oh, I'm gay, but, like, I or I like boys, but I'm not gay. But then he did some, like, weird pedophile shit. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember the details of that, but I remember it was weird. He, he had a YouTube video, like, justifying shit. pedophilia. Yeah. And then he got canceled. Not a good look. And then he did conversion, or said he did conversion therapy, and mm-hmm. now he's, like, magically not gay anymore. Yeah, he's he's asking people to pray for him. Yes, uh, and yeah. now now he's making some I don't know if it's documentary video series whatever it is of him being a intern with Marjorie Taylor Greene. So that's some just fucking wild news. <laughs> Bro, it's an interesting life yeah. to say the least. And then um a not so funny news story we didn't get to is that a American journalist was literally murdered by the IDF. So that's oh crazy. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was wild. There's a lot of complicated details surrounding that one. I know like CNN basically confirmed that the IDF did it. And then mm-hmm. New York Times came out and said, "Oh my god, we don't know who did it." Yeah, and I, I saw there was, um, I don't know how long ago this was, but I saw earlier today there was this clip of some reporter that was questioning Antony Blinken, the Secretary of State. Okay. Uh, and she was saying, like, uh, this is now the second American journalist that has been killed by one of our allies. Jamal mm-hmm. Khashoggi was killed by Saudi Arabia. 
And then um, now this journalist was killed by the uh, IDF in Israel. Yeah. Like, why are we not doing anything about this? Why? Like, there's plenty of evidence to suggest that it was their people that killed our journalists. Like, why is nothing being done? Why do we not take action against these countries? Uh-huh. And Antony Blinken was just like, well, we'll go where the evidence leads us. <laughs> like, it's like we just don't give a fuck when people are, are when our own people are killed by our strategic allies. It's like in, these, in these instances, hot take, I know. In these instances, I legitimately preferred Trump's way of doing things because at least when he was pressed on the American journalist killed by the Saudis, he said, we have a business relationship with them that we don't want to fuck up. He literally said that. Well, that'd be bad for business. Right. At least like it kind of like you could you could open up the blinds and see what's really going on in the government. Yeah. But now it's just like, "Eh, well, we'll we'll look at it. We'll look into it a little bit. Like at least Donald Trump is explicitly awful. You know Uh what I mean? Like we can tell he's terrible. Exactly. And liberals are awful, but they want to act like they're good. It's the enemy you know. It's like that Malcolm X quote, right? I just saw that this morning. Malcolm X, I can't remember the exact quote, but he was like, conservatives are awful, but liberals are awful, but they'll pretend to be your friend. Mm -hmm. It's basically what it is. Um, So that's not great. Maybe we'll have to talk about that next week if we get some more info out on that. Um, Anyways. That brings us to the end of, of this episode of the Head in the Office podcast. That's right. That brings us. If you to liked us. listening, you can go and become a patron. Like, yeah, I think you're morally obligated could, at this point. You could be one of these, um, these amazing financial backers, these right. angel investors. These, these forty, read out right now. forty or so people. You could become one of them. That's right. So we got to give a special thanks to our patrons. So special thanks to Cricket Scrabble Layouts, Nikki Nine Lives, Caden Crown, Lord T, Chris the Postman, Christy Beck, Dahlia Katz. 40% Spite, Andrew Harris, Mike Chaplinski, Mattias T, John G, The B-Plot, Omar Zuno, Clayton LaFort, Ash Fairblood, Mark Yeager, Sarah McRoberts, Derek Messina, Dylan B, Satan's Metro Cycle, The Mind Sculptors, Kaz, Caleb Joy, Jim Bobs, Carl D, Rich Toro, Tari, Gavin Meyer, Maldonado, Hunter That's W, Fergalaki, oh. Max Vasquez, Jacob Rogers, and my mom. Thank you all for supporting the show on Patreon. Again, if you liked the episode, if you've listened this long, go to the Patreon. It's in the description. You consider it. Did we get newest patron Colton Mooberry in there? Ooh. Ooh, we just did. We just did. I didn't see that Colton had just become a patron, but thank you, Colton, exactly. for being a patron. Uh, we'll make sure to get you in that list next I time. hope I didn't butcher that. Yeah, exactly. I hope I didn't butcher your name. Uh, so thank you all for listening. Thank you, patrons, for being patrons. Exactly. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Couldn't do it without you. Have a good one.